um, we'll, we'll get the conversation going because I'm really, really keen to start um, picking Danielle's brain and getting some of the pause experience. And I'll give you a chance to introduce pause in a moment, Danielle, as well. But I think I was um, thinking about pause and sort of where we've, we're working hard and we're sort of, you know, push, push, push and, and the importance of being able to pause and get all the benefits that come from that. I, I, given the current situation that we're in, I was thinking about quite a lot of the athletes that I've worked with in the past who have had an enforced pause where they've got injured or ill. And it's been really interesting working with them, trying to help them make the most of an enforced pause when actually what they want to be doing is getting back to training, getting back to competition, feeling like they're falling behind the competition. And, and you can see they're agitated by mm. not doing um, rather than being able to sort of you know, ease into a pause where there's different things going on and different priorities, which is not surprising given they were international athletes, competitive beasts, and every moment was an opportunity to get better and get ready to beat people. So, but given that we're all on the enforced pause, that's, you know, it was just getting me thinking a little bit about that. And then, you know, getting excited about the conversation we were going to have where there's been all sorts of ways in which you've helped people pause from the corporate world. Um, and, and I think also for me, just preparing for today, thinking about pauses again in the world of sport, even though there's the frustration of enforced pauses, there's also the daily challenge and acceptance of pause being critical to get the impact of training. So there's no point doing training unless you then pause and let the body recover and come back a bit stronger. Uh, and even in rowing the sport that I did a lot of work with, um, the actual pause within the performance is really critical. So each stroke the athlete takes is a combination of drive and pause and recover to drive again. So you get, you know, half a second pauses between each go. And, and, and sometimes the coaches and the athletes really practice and accentuate that pause to then go again. And so they, so they play with, pause and the difference between working hard and pausing within training between training sessions it's competitive advantage in competition as well um but then when they're forced to pause when they don't want to it becomes a bit of a, a bit of a challenge so the the concept of pause is a very useful one for us all at the moment which is why it's great to welcome danielle who has made her business um bringing the power of pause to people in the corporate world and sort of you know in in, in um the pursuit of success but Danielle, a little bit about how you got to becoming fascinated with pauses yourself, CEO of Pause Global. But how did you get here? What's Pause Global doing? What you know? What what's what's the story that allows you to be a great guest today to go be able to share a lot of stuff with everyone? Yeah, thank you, Chris. It's really great to be here. And hello, everybody. Um, so just a bit about Pause Global. It was um, founded in 2013 and we offer bespoke retreats and coaching for, for leaders. We're a team of human transformation experts and we lead retreats in some really beautiful locations around the world. I've got a terrible job. <laughs> and um, the method really is based on my book, um, which you won't be surprised to hear is, is called Pause, which is an accumulation of my work over the last 15 years, helping teams and, and leaders across the world to pause to, to reach their next level of performance. 
Um, I suppose our philosophy is really simple. If you're going to perform in a world that's speeding up, then sometimes you need to slow down. And um, I had to learn that the hard way. Um, so um, my work with Cause really came as a result of my own experience and recovery from burnout. Um, I was the managing director of a company based in Singapore, which was where I was living at the time. Um, I was having a really great time. Um, I had a big vision. I was really engaged in the purpose um, that, that I was, you know, the business I was building, the purpose that we had. Um, I loved building the teams and serving the customers across the region. I worked hard, I played hard, um, and eventually one day uh, life gave me an enforced pause. Um, so one day I woke up and uh, I couldn't get out of bed. I was in my 30s, I suppose in my prime, and literally was completely yeah, flattened. And from that, from that perspective as well, that so the, the whole of the whole idea of sort of healing yourself or sort of, you know, make, giving yourself the opportunity to get back to a state of health. That was that, that kind of, you know, stimulated you to now be in a position to, to do similar things for other people, both who are burnt out, but also prior to that as well, who want to benefit from the pause, I guess, before they get to that point. Absolutely. So I think my, my recovery from burnout took about, three months in the first instance but probably was um, about two years to, to recover from that but as I um, got more and more interested in the topic of cause and my experience of cause um, I came to a place of um, yes wanting to help people to um, pause before they reach burnout but also understanding that we can pause from a place of power and what's the advantage when we do that why would you play pause when you're um, in a position of strength so that became a fascination for me yeah yeah and you know as i was saying in the introduction you know i've, I've always found it interesting when there's an enforced pause about the typically for the athletes the kind of reactions that take place where they're kind of going this wasn't supposed to be happening now I, you know i want to get back to it given we're now kind of in, in a pause or there's been a transition into a different way of working where perhaps there might be more time for people to do some of the pausing and the self-care. Are, are you seeing any particular reactions that you're finding interesting or encouraging from people that you're talking to who are sort of working through the current global change of uh, focus? Yeah, I mean, the first thing I'd say is what a tremendous um, strength of human spirit we're seeing as a result of this. Um, it's really phenomenal watching how people are um, reacting and responding to this, this situation. Um, if I think about my own reaction to my own enforced pause when, you know, about eight years ago, actually my first reaction was to deny it. Um, and then fight it mm -hmm. um, so I was describing not being able to get out of bed and and from that place I asked someone to bring my laptop to me and I carried on working um, and I think I'm seeing some of that happening um, took me about four or six weeks before I could really accept where I was and start to sink into the pause so a bit like you were describing with the athletes that you've worked with there's some resistance um, to this experience of slowing down and pausing. And I, and I do see that. So I've noticed that um, 
there was the initial sort of shock reaction. People moved quite quickly to respond, did an amazing job to you know, shift entire workforces into working from home, perhaps reinvented their business, took their services online, started working with their teams in different ways. And now I think there's an opportunity, if people want to take it, to begin to um, add pause points into your day or your week or into your experience of life rather than filling all of the time and i think that's one of the risks that we have at the moment is the desire just to keep filling all of the time yeah and and, and certainly i've heard a couple of people talking this week about finding themselves working longer hours yeah and, and not necessarily you know and, and actually stepping into more activity yeah. and more of a possibly a you know a stress response rather than taking stock and what are my choices as to how I work is it's, it's, it's almost like work and life be it taking place within your house now has kind of made it harder for people to kind of, you know, make the differentiation. It, it does seem to be that way. So, um, you know, initially people, I had people talking about, I'm not having to do my commute and it's freed up some time. And it's really interesting to see how quickly that time that got freed up has now, um, sort of, um, overflowed or overspilled um, and yeah perhaps people are even busier than they they were when they when they were going to the office yeah yeah and, and, I, and I wonder whether there's anything you know given, given that we're in, in an environment where I guess stress levels and worry levels are higher generally mm. um, yeah does that allow you to sort of think about even more importance of pause at the moment. So, you know, so, so do people, you know, do have from what you've seen, burnout as a result of stress and chronic stress, we've got more stress in the system. Does, does it feel to you like people have tuned into that and realised that the self-care has got to be promoted even more? I think uh, I've seen leaders um, speaking about that much more for their teams and their right. people. Okay. Um, so, We've, we've seen an increase of the well-being agenda over the last few years, but since this enforced pause, I'm hearing people talk about it in a way that feels really heartfelt and meaningful and real, um, and that, that people really do want to take care of their, their teams. So then um, that does then also mean that as leaders, we need to be thinking about that for ourselves. And I'm noticing, as you described, there's more stress in the system so I'm noticing I'm needing to amplify some of the things that I do on a day-to-day -day basis and protect my pause time even more um, at, at this point because those pause practices are what allow us to cope with that additional stress. They're what allow us to create greater capacity inside of ourselves while there's more intensity in the external system. Yeah, I, I, and I think that... that really lovely image of how much capacity is in the system and are we creating more of it to respond to a bigger stressor at the moment is really really important for people to kind of keep in mind you know yeah. perhaps we've upped the work which has reduced our overall capacity to cope rather than we've done some stuff to increase the capacity by being kind to ourselves pausing effectively mm -hmm. that's when you mentioned the commute that that made me wonder okay well if if you were in charge and you could influence the choices people were making, what, what would be some of the kind of pause recommendations to kind of 
increase the capacity before stepping back in again? What 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 would be some of the habits, routines, stuff that you'd be thinking were good for people right now? What would I inject into the world right now? It's a yeah. lovely question. Or at least yeah. influence the mind, you know, kind of, you, know <laughs> you can take control of everyone's minds, right? What are you going to get them to do? <laughs> Don't have that much power. Um, so I think that there, there are two things, um, uh, or two groups of things, as I would say. We've got what I would call the pause fundamentals and then what I would describe as the more advanced pause method. So it depends on where you are and how much capacity you feel like you have as an individual at the moment. So if you feel like your capacity has shrunk right down, then starting with the fundamentals is probably a good, good place to begin. And um, these will be things that are familiar to Planet K2 customers. So things like breathing, hydration, nourishment, movement, rest, connection, kind of the, the six things that we would talk about as there's the pause fundamentals. Um, so we were speaking on a webinar yesterday about simple things like you can prepare your water in the morning. I know this sounds like it, it might be a bit OCD, but you can have your, your water already kind of measured out and, and prepared before you start your day and make sure you've drunk half of that by lunchtime and make sure you've had the other half by, by the evening um, so that you're getting the kind of fundamentals in place. Um, the more advanced pause methods um, that I would talk about, we would talk about these as pause practices. So um, three things that I thought might be helpful for people at the moment. One of them is called white space, one of them is called focusing, and then the other one is meditation. So I can talk about each of those in a little bit more detail. <clears throat> so white space is, um, is time in the diary where there's no activity at all. Um, if we were to you know, look at our calendars in any given week or in any given day, we probably won't see very much space as a percentage to the rest of our day. Um, I'm not talking about downtime, so it's not your morning run, it's not cooking the evening meal, it's not our social media scrolling or yoga class, it's not even sleeping. Um, white space is the time where we've got nothing happening. Um, and that can be a bit confronting for people because we like to fill every bit of space. Um, but if you can begin to create some white space in your day and in your week, what happens is this causes um, uh, emptiness or a void. Um, we rarely have this experience of emptiness, but nature really loves the vacuum. So when we create white space and we keep practicing over time, having this bit of white space in our day or in our week, the emptiness becomes self-generating. So we get fresh perspectives, we get new solutions to old problems, creativity can start to pour in. Um, so it becomes a very powerful practice for leaders, but um, perhaps um, it's counterintuitive often in terms of trying to get the, the job done. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess in terms of behaviour change stuff as well, you know, it, would you sort of say any small amount of white space to begin with is a step in the right direction rather than people thinking there should be, you know, a big chunk straight away? Absolutely, absolutely. So on a day-to-day -day basis in the week, it might be that you have a five or ten minute break between right. your calls and your meetings. 
So if you're looking at your, your day and it's literally one thing after the other after the other, then um, begin by practicing having these five, 10 minute gaps in between your meetings. If that feels like it's out of reach at the moment, you could practice white space at the weekend and it's often a bit easier to practice that at the weekend where you just give yourself 10, 15, 20 minutes where there's nothing and then practicing building that amount up um, over your weekends. So that's probably a bit easier to do at the moment for a lot of people because we're not, well, I was saying we're not doing as many social engagements, but I think Zoom has taken over our social lives now and uh, it's perhaps as busy as it's always been for people. But um, weekends are a good time to practice white space. Yeah, and, um, uh, you know, I, th I think as well, that gets me wondering about being at home and family and sort of encouraging the family to practice, you know, a similar kind of stillness or sort of, you know, a, a, a pause as well. We also got me thinking with the, the five minute bit. So Jurgen Grober, the chief coach of the British rowing team, one of, one of the things that he'd always say to the athletes was, you know, in order for you to jump high first, you must crouch very low. Um, and and the, crou the crouching low is that kind of moment to kind of really kind of get the energy and get the, yeah. get the capacity to spring high. And it feels to me like the white space is a, you know, a day-to-day -day version of the just crouching low and just kind of going, right, just, just sit there and, and, you know, just get a different perspective in order to then be explosive again. Yeah, absolutely. And it will feel counterintuitive for people because they're used to driving and doing and delivering and striving. And so, um, yeah, starting small is, is um, you know, is a really good way to begin with that. And I've just had a question: Is it with white spacing? Are there any tips on your website in the book specifically? Does, does that does that do you go into that detail? Is there where, where anywhere people can find it? Um, there is some stuff in the book. It's not on the website because we're just um, redoing the website. But um, yeah, if if people want me to write a blog and expand on that, I'm really happy to do that. Yeah. yeah. So so if white space and and sort of you know practicing giving yourself the opportunity um, mm. is one thing yeah. um, and getting comfortable with that and seeing what the contrast it gives you. So I guess being curious as to what you notice when you give yourself that, because you've done a lot of practice of, you know, staying busy. Yes. You mentioned white space and then there was another two. Yeah. The next one's focusing. So um, our minds follow whatever we put our focus and attention on. Um, so typically in any given day, um, our focus is external. We're focusing on the results, the outcome of the people, our families, um, what we need to do. So we live an extraordinary amount of our time focusing outward. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the things we can do to balance this, which creates greater capacity inside, is start to learn how to shift our focus. Um, and really what we're looking to do is if focus is always or predominantly external, we start to look at how can we shift the focus to be internal? Um, so different ways that we can do that. A simple way to shift focus is to focus on our breath. Because the breath is internal, it naturally takes our attention um, inside. And it's a really good time to be focusing um, on our breathing at the moment as well. I keep talking to people about like pressing your belly out, softening your belly. You can do this because you're at home more at the minute, so you haven't got to hold it in tight. Um, and, and really relaxing the breath all the way down into the body, but following the focus so that you can 
um, train yourself to be able to um, shift your focus. Another way that you can do can do this is you can scan your body and you can scan your sort of emotional landscape. So perhaps checking in with yourself before a meeting, um, what energy am I bringing into this experience right now? How am I feeling in myself? These are good focusing questions that you can ask yourself. Um, one of the things I like to do to play with focus, something that I call a micro macro walk. So um, practicing sort of putting my focus right out onto the horizon, onto the broader landscape while I'm out walking and then bringing my focus on to very tiny details like um, you know, the, the morning dew on a cobweb, something like that. It's, it's about being able to train the mind to focus in different ways so that we can increase our inner capacity. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. So, um, so if, if, if I turn my camera around away from the green screen and showed some of the sports psychology books on the bookshelf, um, there's a classic uh, Robert Nideffer um, that created a whole area of work around attentional control training. Mm -hmm. um, and, and he always talked about the importance of being able to go internal, external yep. uh, as one of the sort of axes. And then the other axes is broad and narrow. Yeah. So you get broad, internal, broad, external, narrow, internal, narrow, external. And, and what yeah. you just described there as well, sort of going, to the detail of a dew drop is that very narrow external mm. rather than the broad external, which is taking in the big scene. So for anyone who likes films, you just think about the director doing the different shots. Yeah. So when, when does it go into the character and you can kind of go and write, we, we really understand that this person's thinking, but then when do you get the, the, the monologue from the character? And then when do we start seeing the broader scene? And then something really specific outside and that shifting of focus, we, we tend to have a natural preference where we go and we train, as you say, to go narrow in turn as well. So, so I, think, yeah. I think that's really interesting to get that. And as, as we were, you were talking there about the breath, Jason mentioned on the chat as well that there's the, so, you know, that links to the meditation, which was your third one as well anyway. So that's kind yes. of, a, thank you for the DJ link, Jason. That's, that's yeah, really fantastic. Couldn't have done that better if we tried. So then uh, you know, meditation is obviously um, an inner focus practice. Um, and what I'm seeing, uh, having worked with people for 25 years now, I'm seeing much more appetite for meditation um, and more curiosity and interest in meditation. Sometimes still some hesitancy and um, you know, a bit of un uncertainty about how do I do it and how do I do it right and how do I fit it in and those sorts of questions. But I think meditation is a really powerful pause practice for leaders to begin to develop. Um, so if you imagine your mind like a snow globe and you've got all of those thoughts sort of shaken up in the day and they're flying around and um, meditation allows those thoughts in the snow globe just to settle, starts to create greater calm and again creates greater capacity inside of us. Um, so I mean I can talk about how to meditate it just depends on time Chris and, and whether you think that's valuable at this point. Well, you've, you've already got one book sale so I've seen that come up on the chat so that's it. <laughs> so I, I, I think generally speaking I, 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 I'm keen to kind of quiz you in other areas because certainly yeah, loads sure. of, from a meditation point of view there, there's a lot of great resource that is available now so Headspace have just made a load of stuff free yeah. um, there's 
Budify, there's um, Insight Timer, there's a whole bunch of really useful resources, which is you know, you almost you pay your money, you take your choice as to whether you're going to have chanting or mindfulness breathing or yeah, any kind of um, musical meditation. So there's all sorts of opportunities for people to kind of be curious about what happens. Um, at the weekend, I was trying to make a, um, a mindfulness shaker with uh, with my little one who's six. So, you know, liquid and glue and glitter in the bottle so that you can shake it up and you have the snow globe effect. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, there's loads of stuff for kids around at the moment as well. So even if from an adult point of view, you want to practice some of this stuff with the kids as well, there's loads of ways of sort of doing that. And um, a mind buddy is one of the things that we've done as well, which sort of yeah. helps. So, so really, now's a great time to practice meditation. Yeah, with, with the family as well, you know, and that, and, that, and that means it's not just about you and that internal focus as well becomes, yes, I can go internal with me, but I can include the family in doing this stuff, which is good for us as well as good for me. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and, and you know, th th those three areas that you talk about there, they're in, they're in the bigger pauses. Mm. As well, and you get into the detail of those as well is there anything else kind of micro pause sort of other things that you know you encourage people to do as, as regular habits or as, as you know that, that help sort of reduce the pressure cooker or sort of you know gain a little bit more control anything else that you yeah see see as important there yeah i think one of the the really key things and i, I alluded it to, to earlier is breathing um so at the moment, um, because there is uh, quite a lot of fear and anxiety in the system, um, that's probably an understatement, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the, what happens in our body is that fear contracts the, the physical body. And when the body contracts, even if it's just a slight bit of tension, our breath begins to tighten and keeps kind of stuck in our, in our chests. Um, so breathing is really the best micro pause that I can offer to people at the moment is just to practice taking a deep hell that goes all the way down into the belly and then is exhaling out through the mouth. Um, you can do that as much as you want through the day. I spoke earlier about sort of softening the belly. Um, I'm having to be really conscious of, of just keep softening the belly at the moment to um, let the breath activate the parasympathetic nervous system so when we breathe in this deep way we can literally switch the the flick from the um flight fight freeze flight and, yeah. <laughs> flight and flight response yeah. um into our rest and digest, uh, digest response so being able to use the breath um, often throughout the day just to keep putting that parasympathetic nervous system back into play I think is something we can all do it's free it's readily accessible all we need to do is keep remembering and be conscious of our breath um, and that's probably the most powerful micro pause that we could have at the moment yeah. and then we were speaking a little bit at the beginning of the conversation I think rhythm really counts at the moment yeah. Yeah. so we might have to have readjusted our rhythms, one for the new circumstances that we're in, <clears throat> excuse me, but also because spring arrived, it's almost happened without us having the big celebration of spring arriving, but the clock's changed and the daylight hours have shifted and that changes 
our daily rhythm in our in our body clocks so we might need to be making some um physical adjustments with our our daily rhythms at the moment both for um you know the enforced pause that's happening but also because nature shifted uh, in the past few few weeks yeah yeah I, I certainly felt like it's taken me a couple more days to adjust to the hour difference in terms of sleeping this time compared to normal because you know yeah. typically clocks have changed and, and i'd had of an early morning to go somewhere and you know be in the car be on a train and you know it kind of helps when you're out and moving and adjusting yeah. and actually having the home routine it, it, you know the, the the bed has been sort of a, a little bit sort of more clingy for the fair a bed magnet going on yeah yeah but <laughs> And interested a bit you're saying about breath if people are interested definitely look at um uh, polyvagal theory or information about the vagus nerve um and and because the role that the breathing plays in uh, in the relation to the vagal nerve which determines whether we are in that fight flight freeze or the rest and digest mode is really really powerful stuff around that and you've reminded me as well as that on on the performance one room there's one of the fixes um the performance fix which is about take control and it's what, something i've been talking to people about for years but it's kind of um think slow breathe slow move slow yeah. so just a, several times during the course of the day check in with yourself and kind of go right how fast is this thing going in here has it gone to sort of can i slow that down breathe slow just to be really full and clear and, but, and then if you are moving move with calmness and sort of, you know so that you're not rushing so you know but we get so much of that practice where we're looking to rush into the next thing that we're doing as well yeah. um, and and, and uh, we've just got a question from katie as well hello katie how would we recommend switching off um from your work brain when you wake in the night any thoughts yeah do, do you get into that with the pause and sort of nighttime pause and sort of pausing when you've been woken anything like that um, yeah i mean it's it's a tricky one isn't it if you're being woken up in the middle of the night it really disturbs your quality of sleep and affects your mood the next day so it has lots of um ramifications so i like to think about sleep as a um as a preparation um for sleep sort of throughout the day um uh -huh. rather than just about going to bed um so things that we know about but can really make a difference um keeping your caffeine intake low after lunch so you know perhaps having that final cup of tea or coffee um before lunch being mindful that things like um soft drinks and um chocolate especially dark chocolate and um some medication will have caffeine in it as well and just keeping that intake managed um you know b before lunch um making sure that you when you eat your meals that you are um doing it without a screen in front of you so just um have your your meals separate to the place that you're working it's really important at the moment from a, a work from home perspective so even if you are working from the kitchen table pack it down where you have your your meals and and really have that approach that chris was just talking about the kind of slow um mindful approach to eating your food right now and that will just help you during the day to not be filling up the system to overload um, having a distinction we talked about this um, before the call started a clear distinction of when your day ends and perhaps doing something um, that you enjoy whether that be um, a long walk whether that be an online yoga class and um, whether that be 
something, you like something more physical, like a hip class, whatever it is that allows you at the end of your work day to let off some steam, to unwind the mind and to start to slow down into the evening. Um, I have to avoid watching anything too intense on TV after about eight o'clock. So um, being careful about what you consume, not just from a nourishment point of view, but a, a content consumption point of view at the moment. I think um, we've got such a lot going on in the news, you know, and it's, it's, it's really intense. So, you know, how do you just reduce that consumption of content um, particularly towards that, you know, from 8pm onwards um, in the evening. I um, I turn the electric lights off um, in my place. So those LED lights are particularly um, glary um, and they can affect your melatonin production as can um, screens. We already know that the screens can have an effect on that. So just turning the lights down um, I like to have kind of lamps and candles and that sort of thing. So signaling that it's evening, that, you know, telling your body that you're preparing for sleep. Um, lavender is an amazing essential oil. Um, it does so many different things, but one of the things it can do is really relax the central nervous system. Um, lavender is an oil you can put directly onto the skin. So you can put a couple of drops into your palms inhale that um, and that will have a, a lovely effect you can put it on your pillow you can put it into mix it with epsom salts and put that into a warm bath before you go to sleep there are so many you know good rituals and preparation that you can do um, to help you to go to sleep and to stay asleep if you do wake up then i think um, focusing on your breath rather than your thoughts would be my um, advice on that. So if the mind has got busy, then just come back to um, uh, noticing the breath, scanning the body, doing that internal practice we were speaking about earlier um, and not fighting it. Um, you know, if you're awake, then just allowing yourself to rest in that waking state. Yeah. Yeah, and, and um, that, that's been a classic one over the years for me with the athletes as well. You know, the night before an important competition, they're, they're, they're likely to get some wakefulness in the night. So, you know, right, you're going to wake up, you run to the tactics of, okay, I'm going to rest and recover as well as I can, even if I'm not asleep. Yeah. How do I do that? I'll get into a really good rhythm of breathing and I'll focus on that. I'll focus on warmth and slowness. Um, mm -hmm make a commitment of not looking at the clock so you don't know what time it is all of those kind of things make it make a difference um and, and for people at work definitely if if you know you're a thinker just get a notepad by the side of the bed so that if there is a thought chuck it down on the paper try and get it out of your head and then go to the sort of the the, the self-nourishing breathing being curious as to how relaxed you can get i think there's um there's, there's a there's a there's a lot there as well so katie thank you for the Great for the question. question on that as well it's yeah it's it, you know very very real at the moment and just reflecting on what you're saying there about what you what you have in the evening I've, I've been chilling out from the sort of elevated stress levels by watching narcos and i'm just about to start watching ozarks as well because i think it's less stressful than everything else that's going on as well so it's a pleasant escapism into some uh, 
uh, into the Mexican drug cartels. And, so, <laughs> I think time to read no. books. Um, my, um, my, my younger sister's taken up embroidery. Um, so, you know, there are definitely yeah. some other things we can be doing, you know, baking and... Um, yeah, know, the amount of jigsaws that have been arriving at home. Absolutely. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, we're, we're sort of get, getting close to the end of, of the, sort of the session, Daniel. Any, any yeah. other thoughts for you just at the moment in terms of actually, as we're in this phase, mm. are there actually some different opportunities available to people to kind of really connect with some, you know, we, we haven't got the community, we haven't got the normal office stuff going on. Is, is there anything that you're seeing is actually a really big opportunity for people to look at how they might grab some of this time to build in some habits and, you know, some stuff that is about them first? I think this this pause, this global pause, contains the greatest gifts. This is perhaps a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for us to really um, examine how we want to be in our lives without the, um, the need to go anywhere and be doing some of the things that we would normally be expected to do. So um, when I think about my uh, clients who I've been working with and how they're responding to this you know once they can give themselves permission as we talked about to sink in the port into the pause letting go um letting go of how you thought this year was going to be letting go of your relationship with control being able to really increase your self-awareness to process your emotional responses um, to to be able to come back to a place of simplicity in your life at the moment. How can you make life more simple? We like to make things so complicated. How could you come to a simplicity in your experience of life? And, and really a time to contemplate meaning. And what gives your life meaning? What matters to you? How can you serve yourself? How can you serve others? So I think we're being given... The, the greatest opportunity for um, personal growth and um, transformation, uh, personal development. I know that my own experience of pausing eight years ago changed my life completely and it changed who I was and it changed how I interacted uh, with the world. And, and I think we're waiting for this to be over and that feels like such a, a sad thing to me <laughs> to wait for this experience to be over this is the experience this is um, a very very rich opportunity for us and um, if we you know are prepared to to sink into it and not resist it and fight it yeah yeah no, no I, you know i think i think that really working out what's important to us and being able to kind of reset some of the reference points and again just reinforces to me the power of self-awareness and self-acceptance to then make choices about how we develop there's so much stuff that we're doing where we're kind of just right what do i need to do need to do need to do rather than actually what's important to me what does that tell me about myself and how would i you know how would i choose if everything was on my own terms so yeah like wrestling back some of that control is is so important it, wonderful to have had the chance to uh, pause over lunch with you as well mm. i've just had a text message saying my egg sandwich is ready so i need to go and get that um, <laughs> well looked after while there's I'm... mine yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, and um as, as i said if there's anything that any of you listening would like to follow up with 
um, drop through an email to me, Chris S at planetk2.com. Um, and then I'll pass any messages on to Danielle as well. Uh, you can also get in touch with us through the performance room as well or, or via Planet K2. Um, and we've got other webinars coming up uh, each week where, again, so we're trying to do these weekly, same time with different leaders in different parts of um, the commercial world who have got different perspectives on, you know, from their sector, from their position, um, just getting some updates and insights around that. I know Danielle's got some more sort of um, uh, things planned as well from a pause global perspective. So if you're interested in anything else that Danielle's got on offer as well, loads of opportunity to sort of pick up um, with her and follow the, this, follow the, the lead of Danielle around pause and everything that pause global are doing as well. So, uh, um, so thank you very much for everyone who is here today. Really great to see you all um, spread the word more coming next week and the week after we'll keep this going. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Friday pause where you can experiment with some white space, do some breathing, maybe carry on your meditation practice, but some great tips there from Danielle. So thank you hugely for your input and, and passion, Danielle, and uh, look forward to catching up again soon and we'll see you next week, everyone. And uh, thanks very much for tuning in. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's cool. I will uh, end the meeting now, so we'll uh, see you all soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>